Hey gang, Wonder Rob here, and Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Aw, yeah, it's time for another episode of Vactor Loves Comics, VLC if you're nasty. A weekly podcast where Vactor, I love comics, and you should too. And we have, because he was so popular, by popular demand, we have returning the the Marcus Seabury, the best comic book reader in all of Memphis. Marcus, how you doing? Oh, boy, there you go, jumping out the window with them high takes. I am simply an old nerd who held on to the <laughs> comics because, well, they were a comfort. Again, because like I keep telling y'all, being a black nerd in the 80s, man, it ain't like today. And I forgot to tell everybody, like, on the last huh? episode, the way that we met Marcus was in a comic book shop. I was doing a podcast, oh, yeah, yeah. and you yeah, came yeah. up to me. Yeah, well, no, the, like the first thing it was like you, Willie, and it might have been Chris. And I was like, "Oh, y'all doing a podcast?" Comes, I was like, "That's cool." And then, like the first time I ain't get on with me, and you was chit chatting about like, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, that old one more day Spider Man oh, book. Oh, dang! That shows you how and, long ago it was. And you made a face too, and I was like, "Man, <laughs> I feel like if I keep reading the book." I'm telling them that it was okay to to break up the marriage of Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Dang. But then another time y'all showed up and it was you, Chris Eaton, and his dad. Oh, right, right, right. And, yep. And I mm-hmm. think Willie had to work. Then I hopped on because y'all interviewed Jason Negan. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that was my first time on Geekland. And I remember you see me in face and mention like, man, I really enjoyed you. You know, whenever you free, but then y'all started recording on Sundays and stuff, and it's like, bruh, no, I, <laughs> I was not around. Even yeah. one day y'all was there, you remember me? I hopped on the mic, and then I hopped on the mic for the same overload, and we was off to the race. Yeah, I, I think Ben was mad at me today because, but like Ben was taking my opinions like personal attack. Oh. I was like, dude, yeah, it couldn't have been personal attack. I literally knew you five minutes, right? <laughs> like things I hate. I like, yeah. It. My wife likes things I hate, man. That's, that's, that's me. The other day, she was wearing a brown trench coat, and I started humming the Pink Panther theme song. Because <laughs> I'm, petty, I'm petty, and I'm kind of an a-hole. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's just me. Like, it ain't it ain't personal, man. I'm just super opinionated. Also, I was such an extremist back then. It was like, if I loved it, I was like, this is the greatest the greatest thing ever. I love it and you should too. Don't you fail it. <laughs> and I was like, this is horrible. Catch it out the village. Yes. I, I, I have I have learned to live in the gray a little bit. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm, so I'm very... It's okay. That's right. I'm very happy Seabury is joining me on this podcast. And I think you, the listener, will be happy as well. And actually, because Seabury is such a vast reservoir of pop culture knowledge and he's got so many interesting things to say seabury i want you to rant at the beginning of every show i want whatever's on your mind i just want to hear it i want to hear it because i think your hot takes are so interesting so what you got this week for us seabury all right man first of all i got a little i'll be the da slay uh he originally started out like in the 70s and 80s as a graffiti writer. He was Desi Dez. And over time, he transitioned to being DJ K Slay, a.k.a. the Drama King, a.k.a. Slap Your Favorite DJ. <laughs> um, he was kind of a controversial guy. He liked to, he was a bit of a 
crap starter. Uh, he always championed kind of those gritty underground seeds in New York. Um, like, just an interesting figure in hip-hop. He'd been dealing with COVID for a long time. I don't know if he was vaccinated or not. I ain't trying to get into that, y'all. Make y'all understand <laughs> about that. Uh, Marcus Seabury with the gang of pre-existing conditions. I took all the shots. <laughs> all of the shots. <laughs> but uh yeah man so like r.i.p to that dude man like he was just kind of one of those staples in the early 2000s when i was still trying to get into radio because i do have a bachelor communications class nice. yep. um i was doing it the traditional way was at a gospel station and they replaced the entire weekend staff with automated service i got Whoa. john henry man i got john <laughs> henry but, dang yeah they kind of salved me on the game, but then I discovered you, and I was like, "Oh, so podcast, and it's like radio without rules." Yeah, independent. And, it's like pirate you know, radio. Be, yes, all right, matey. <laughs> now I got Jake in the Neverland Pirates in my uh, <laughs> theme song about my. Dang, I haven't I haven't thought about Jake that in a long time. Neverland Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> you see, had a niece that was born in 2010. Yeah, at first we just like me and my brother living there, but then his girlfriend and she was pregnant. Then she had a child. They're married now. And they've had too much years. But I was like, hey man, I'll be watching TV and I'll be like, okay, well, this objectifies women. <laughs> this objectifies women. This objectifies women. Let's watch Disney. <laughs> so like I was on like about 2010 to 2013 is like my Disney slash Disney Junior era. It oh, was all like yes. Phineas and Ferb. And yeah. Jesse and Jake in the Neverland Paris. Yeah. That's my era. Okay. But I'm <laughs> but I'm super rambling. Let me let me get back on some on uh some kind of laser focus. Um <laughs> also another topic I want to talk about, man. Everybody been talking about ghost gun. Like, I feel cheated, man. Cause at first I ain't know what the hell ghost gun was, but my then, then my next I was waiting. So are we admitting that ghosts are real? <laughs> Is this happening? <laughs> then I found out no. It just means untraceable firearms. I'm like, see y'all playing. I never heard of that. I want a you... real ghost gun. <laughs> I want you... like an old ass musket rifle hunted by David Crockett. <laughs> Until you brought that up to me last week, I never heard of that. I never heard of the term ghost gun, but like, I get these USA Today like bulletins and updates in my work email, I guess, because we get USA Today. So I was like, oh, ghost guns. What is that? And I was like, oh man, it just means untraceable firearms. Like, just say untraceable firearms. Y'all got me hyped for nothing. <laughs> Play too much media. <laughs> and then we got to talk about this, man. I mean, it's been a few weeks. I know everybody's tired of hearing about it, but I just wanted to give a take about this in a somewhat public forum, man. We got to talk about the Oscars and Will Smith slapping up Chris Rock. Uh, okay. Yes, he was wrong. That's not how adults should handle it. But also, Chris made comments about Jay back in 2016. You know, the little meme when she was protesting the Oscars, and he was like, it's like me protesting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. <laughs> now, you know, Will probably thought about that one. And also, like, man, I understand Will's flight because I'm perceived as a quote-unquote nice guy, and I try to be kind and do the right thing. You know, I come from my church upbringing, and like a lot of times, particularly black folks, take that as being so. Oh, you weak, you a punk, or they might call you a homosexual, or, you know, other kind of stupid stuff. And it's like, 
everybody got a break point. And like folks have been trying Will for years. And also like the last year, you gotta understand Jada just told all they business on red table talk. And then Jada's little side piece, August L C wanna start running his mouth. And then everybody like, well, how come he hit August? It's like because dummy, him <laughs> and Jada had an understanding. Don't think that we're the hell side piece. Do you know why we don't definitively know who side pieces are? Because they kept their mouth shut. <laughs> maybe he paid them money. Maybe he maybe he had him sign something. Maybe maybe he just like, look, you know who I am. Don't be messing this up. But Jada's little side piece. I guess he was hurt. Yeah, it was and was probably trying to boost his album sales. And it's like, how'd that work out for you? Dog? <laughs> Everybody cared about you since like what twenty eleven. Yeah, I couldn't tell you an August song. Uh, there was a time I could have when he first started. He was on Def Jam, but like since he been indie, I don't know August. And not that I don't listen to indie artists, I listen to a lot of indie artists, particularly if they come from when I was a child and they old. Like I saw New Edition a few weeks ago <laughs> at FedEx Forum. I was like, wow, they're old now. <laughs> it's like they hit the steps, but it wasn't quite with like the snap of like the nineties. It's like it's like especially Bobby Boy, God bless. I'd be like, I'd be like, like y'all here, but like somebody get Bobby a towel, somebody get Bobby some water, some <laughs> like Bobby got to start doing yoga or something. I'm like. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but like I don't know, man. It looked like August was trying to get fame and he set all this in motion. I just think all that was in Will mind and Will just had a hell of a year and Will lost himself, man. But like, you know, one bad day and here we are, man. Like and, and oh yeah, dude. Okay. I could have saw a two, three year band. They banned my boy for ten. I was like, wow, dude. So Will banned for ten. But Roman Polanski, who's a known like rapist, can speak via satellite. <laughs> so that's cool. And Alec Baldwin straight up just shot somebody on the set. <laughs> Accidentally, yeah, but still killed somebody. <laughs> he cool. Walk through the door, Baldwin. Glad to glad to see you. Oh no, but we'll slap somebody in this like 10 years. I was like, come on, y'all, y'all. Y'all being super extra, man. Y'all being like, but you know, it's it's I'm just glad Will got the Oscar. I'm not quite sure he deserved it for <laughs> King Richard. I mean, I thought he did good, but it felt like a makeup Oscar for like pursuit of happiness. Only problem is, what'd you say? Ooh, man, I can't hear you. I thought he was going to win the Oscar for Ali. Remember that? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I saw Ali, it was cool, but something to me felt like it wasn't quite it. I'm going to tell you who got slept on for Ali, though. Jamie Foxx's Bundy. Oh, Brown. yeah. That was a master's class. I was like, that in any given Sunday let me know, like, yo, Jamie Foxx can act for real. Yeah. Because everybody be trying to hold Wanda over his head and all that. I'm like, man, <laughs> don't be mad because that man got range. <laughs> you know? Um, But see, now I feel like Andrew Garfield kind of got screwed because everybody saying Click, Click, Boom was amazing. So I guess based on past experiences... I guess he probably got to get screwed like one more time. Then he'll finally get it for something he probably shouldn't have got it. Because, <laughs> like, because, I mean, I, I remember when I first felt Denzel got screwed back in 93 for Malcolm X. They gave it to Al Pacino for Sin of a Woman. Nobody remembers Sin of a Woman. Mm-mm. But they didn't give it to him for God. I mean, for uh, Scarface. So they were like, I am. 
Yeah. See, did, I, did that, I don't like that. For a hurricane. He did. Was training day his best performance? Probably mm-hmm. not, but mm-hmm. it was gritty. And it's like, <laughs> well, it's time to give it to Denzel. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's Oscars are dumb. I guess. <laughs> Although, now I did see Coda. I can say, oh boy, you know, even though he deaf, dude who won that, he deserved that, man. Coda had me and my feelings, man. I got it to that movie, boy, because, you know, they had a daughter that could talk, but, like, man, the little. You know, but her deaf parents, they were some jerks, man. They were oh, stupid. Yeah. yeah. They was all, so like, what about us? We need you here. And I'm like, man, I forget I watched the movie. And I was yelling. I'm like, I'm like, quit being selfish, y'all stupid ass. <laughs> Listen to that dick on Marlon Matler, man. Like, I love her in real life, but her character, I was like, you're selfish. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like if y'all don't, don't let that little girl live, <laughs> let her chase her dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, all right. I mean, that's, that's enough. Yeah, let's let's chase our dreams, Seabury, and talk about the comics that we read this week. And I want you to start off. What did you read this week? Homie, I got one. One is the loneliest number. <laughs> Uno, if you will. G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, Saturday Morning Adventures, number one. It's published by IDW, written by Eric Burnham, drawn by Dan Shoning, colored by Luis Antonio Delgado. This is basically a carbon copy of the spirit of the 80s G.I. Joe. Oh, nice. The the Dreadnought steal a mini statue for Cobra Commander. He blasts it. They like, yo, do you know he went through to get that? Like, y'all gonna be compensated. <laughs> Watch what I'm doing. From the rubble of that is a lamp. It's Aladdin's lamp. Oh. He rubs it and there's a genie. And he uses his first wish in this issue. Uh, he makes some giant, you know, those robo troops, the bats. He makes some giant oh. bats and have them attack G.I. Joe in different ways. And the book ends with him still having two wishes left. And I mean, just the dialogue and feel is straight up the 80s cartoon. There's even like a little mock PSA at the end. You know, with the, <laughs> no, it's the battle. I was just like, I was like, yes. I remember this. Nice. I remember it well. It's just all the childhood memories. Cause man, I remember like, cause G.I. Joe had like three miniseries before they finally became like a regular weekly show. So I'd see a miniseries and get hyped. Be like, oh, so I guess that's it. Oh, it's another miniseries. Oh, I guess <laughs> oh, it's another miniseries. Then it was like, oh, finally, they got a regular weekly show. Yes. Man, that was my freaking show i still sing like the cold slither theme song from when the <laughs> dreadnoughts became a rock band <laughs> like, <laughs> it just brought back that fun man and it's and it's crazy i picked this up because earlier today i was trying to figure out the lyrics to g.i <laughs> joe's second theme song like after the movie and deke oh. took over the cartoon that's my favorite theme song that joke went hard to me that got to get tough yo, yo joe, joe. yes <laughs> <laughs> a battle cry yo Joe <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it if you are like me you know what I'm saying a child of the 80s and 90s and you remember the cartoon this for you or if you somebody want to introduce your kids to a nice all ages coming there's no cussing there's none of the sexing <laughs> you know like get out of try man pick that up nice and I had been hearing a bunch of good stuff about G.I. Joe comics over the last five years. Once I got snapped away and I came back, Seabury, I was hearing oh, yeah. 
some rumblings about G.I. Joe. Have you been reading anything else, you know, prior to this in the G.I. Joe world? Not really, man. I, I'm like in now. Normally, if there's like a free comic book day book, I get it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I kind of kept like like my foot in the water a little bit for Transforms, but then mm. they did a Unicron saga and rebooted. And that was IDW like, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All the, yeah, IDW currently has the license for Transforms G.I. Joe, but they're supposed to be losing them. The rumor, the scuttlebutt, <laughs> the skinny, if you will, is that um, the T image? Yes, yes, the T. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sweet T, because I'm a because I'm a Southern boy. <laughs> uh, is that uh image uh in general and the skybound imprint, Robert Kirkman's in particular, yes, are supposed to pick up the license. Oh wow. That would be interesting. Because I've been yeah, really man. enjoying a lot of the Skybound and Image books lately. Although you're not going to know it from my list that I'm reading this week, but I've been um, really enjoying a lot of the Image books that's been coming out lately. Like I said, I I, I had two on my pull list. Like I said, uh, Bitter Root is on hiatus because they're making a live action movie, and Excellence is still on my list. Uh, yeah, like I said before, man, you and Willie, mainly you and Willie, because oh my god. Willie just had the best taste in comics. I'd be like, I used to be like, what am I doing? With my <laughs> I was like, he's reading the best thing. And then ironically, every every writer that he loved would start out doing a independent non-superhero book, and then Marvel or DC would snatch him up. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> did you see that post Willie put on Instagram a couple of days ago? It was us in the comic shop recording. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Good, good. Good times, man. You, you know, my life was a little freer then, man. Willie Gillis, where are you? We want you to come on the show. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's reading comics no more. Oh, man. <laughs> well, man, ain't it, nobody reading no comics but you and me. <laughs> That's true. Uh, hopefully, anyone who's listening to this podcast, you will be enticed to pick up some comics because we need you. We need the new, new readers out there. But if Willie yeah. Gillis was reading comics today, I bet you he would pick up all new Firefly from Boom Studios. Now, this is the, a new series that just started. Before this, Seabury, I don't know if you were reading the Firefly by Greg Pak. I, I wasn't. That was a fantastic book. It was, a, like you said, with the G.I. Joe being in the same vein as the 80s cartoon. That Greg Pak run, I want to say it was like 30-something issues it was like he was writing the show. Like I was reading it and I was like, I'm watching the show. This is, I did I couldn't tell it wasn't Joss Whedon. Um, RIP to the, the Joss Whedon guys. Cause he's dead now, but Greg Pox Firefly was fantastic. <laughs> he had the same comedy. He had the same, like the, 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 the romance, like everything, the, the way he wrote all the characters was exactly like Joss Whedon. But, I guess they rebooted for whatever reason, Seabury, in February of 2022. So I got to read, I got to catch up on issues one and two of this new series, written by rising star writer David M. Boyer and artist Jordi Perez. Uh, uh, I ain't up on him now. I will say, me being an old head, I read a lot of Greg Pak's superhero stuff. You know? Yes. And he's actually writing. He's writing the Star Wars uh, books right now. Like I think he's writing Darth Vader. Um, Greg Pak, one of my and favorites. I'm now. I'll tell you what. They make Lando series. I buy and then get the trade. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting on the trade. Yeah, yeah. 
What did you say? I said, waiting on the uh, yeah, train. Yeah, waiting for the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of our <laughs> one of our calls to action with uh, Willie Gillis on our old comic book podcast. That's for the the old Vector heads out there. Uh, yeah. But this new uh, Firefly is basically like a new continuity. So it's not what happened. In, it's basically like saying what happened in Serenity never happened in the movie. This one has Kaylee is the captain. Mal's not the captain anymore. Jane is different. Like he he shaved his head, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Where when I was reading that first book, I was like, wait a minute, did I miss something? Because it doesn't really catch you up on what's different. or it, Besides Kaylee being the captain, like that's the main thing. Um, everything else is the same. Also, they have a new crew member. But I was really liking the art. I'm really liking the first two issues. So I'm going to continue with all new Firefly. Um, it wasn't as, I don't think it was as good as the Greg Pak stuff was immediately. That Greg Pak one, like the first issue hit me and I was like, this is it. Because... Firefly, I don't know if you know this, Seabury, is my favorite show of all time. You probably told me this once, <laughs> but you know, I ain't physically seen you in like 13 years. So Yeah, <laughs> but you got to get up on the Firefly, guys. All new Firefly 1 and 2, they're out right now, and I'm going to continue on that. Something else I'm Hey, it's on the Cloud's character in the Yes, book. she is actually the engineer in this book. Instead of being oh. kind of off on her own, you know, randomly fighting every now and then they go to her as a valued crew member and they're asking her to do equations and chart courses and stuff. So yeah, she's heavily involved in it. Yeah, she should. <laughs> Summer Cloud is the greatest. Yeah. Actually, haven't seen her in a while. I wonder what she's up to. Man, she pop up and stuff here and there. You know, I still got love for her from them uh, Sarah Connor Chronicle. Yes. When I used to call her the Glaubot. Yeah, I remember like, that. I was like, yes, my Glaubot. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, something else I'm also getting caught up on, Seabury, I have two main goals to get caught up on. I I told you last week, I'm all caught up on Saga. The next book I want to get caught up on is Amazing Spider-Man. I don't care who's writing it. This is like action comics, detective comics. You know, Amazing is a pillar of comic books. So I always want to be caught up on Amazing Spider-Man. I'm kind of mad that I got so far behind. So I'm I'm starting, you know, from the beginning of the Nick Spencer run and I'm going all the way through. So I at this point, I'm on issues I read 21, 22, 23, 24 and 25. So that was the end of the Craven uh the Hunted arc with Craven the Hunter and then starting a brand new arc. So the Craven the Hunter arc was okay to me. It kind of dropped off a little bit just because the whole thing that got me excited about this run to begin with was Ryan Otley's art going from mm-hmm. Invincible on to Amazing Spider-Man. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And he's currently doing the Hulk, um, which I'm also loving. I just love um, Ryan Otley's art. So they had Umberto Ramos and they had a bunch of different guys filling in with that Craven the Hunter arc. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like it brought me down. But the very end of it, they did an epilogue and it was back to Otley. That was issue 23. And then looks like 24 and 25, he's back at full strength. And I love it. Because if I remember correctly, you're not a fan of multiple artists doing a story. Yes, that is correct. Because I remember you was reading an X Men book back then. You were like, it was good, but like every issue was a different art. You know? <laughs> you were like, no. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it, man. You know, I like, although 
I'd probably give a pass to Ramos because, you know, my Ramos look goes back to, like, Impulse in the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crimson at Image Comics and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I get it, man. Yeah. And there's this new arc that they're starting with, issue 25. And 20... Oh, I'm sorry. 25 is, a like, a, a super extra-sized, uh, jumbo-sized issue. It's, like, 60 pages. Now, this it was published in July of 2019, Seabury, so that shows you how, how far behind I am. But I was reading the, the Daredevil crossover, The Devil's Reign, and all of a sudden, Ben Riley is Spider-Man. I was like, what? I'm so far behind. How? What happened to Peter Parker? How do I not know Ben Riley is, is swinging around? Like, what is going on? Peter Parker <laughs> got molly ah! Like, he got beat up bad. Like, he Ooh. was in the hospital late. Like he was on the injury reserve list, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ben Riley came out the bench like he was a I don't know freaking six man BJ Armstrong on yeah. the Chicago Bulls teams in the 90s. Like, right. all right, time to shoot my three. <laughs> you know like, yeah. I just I've never liked Ben Riley. Like I said, even back in '95, right when I saw the Clone Saga beginning, I was like, this gonna be dumb. <laughs> well, what did even you think? I've been, let me ask you this. As somebody who you were reading it at that time, right? When it was coming out? Oh, no. I checked out when, oh. like, I read from 88 to, like, maybe mid 95. Okay. Because I just, I mean, you know, they were doing the subplots, and I think David Michelinie left and JMD Mateus took over. Spider Man started getting all dark and gritty, and because, like, the comedian had them thinking his parents was back to life, but yeah. they were like, Fake little robots. I remember that. You know, it's funny. I was actually getting a subscription in the mail and they would arrive like all smashed up in the mailbox. Like the post, the postal worker didn't care. He's just like, ah, throw it in there. Who cares? It's a comic book. I was like, man, this is my amazing Spider-Man number 400. What is going on here? I know. Um, it's my baby. Yeah. But I was, yeah, dude, oh. I, just, I just felt it being dumb. So I was like, you know what? I got enough X-Men to read. I'm going <laughs> to focus on Onslaught. And I just walked away. And I kind of came back in 98 when John Byrne did a miniseries that was going to retail Spider-Man's order. And I bought like two issues and I was like, ah, I don't care. Was he doing then, art? Huh? Was he doing the art? Yeah, he was doing the art. Ooh, too. nice. Like right near drawing. Nice, nice. But then I came back for good near the beginning of J. Michael Straczynski's run on Amazing Spider-Man okay. writing. And a lot of that was drawn by John Romita Jr. Yeah, who's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I might buy the first issue, man. I just, oh, you know you're gonna buy it, Seabury. Come on, now. I'm gonna buy the first issue. But yeah. like, but but like I told you, man. Like a lot of stuff I struggle with at 45, man. My willing suspension of disbelief isn't as strong as it used to be. And like I said, Peter Parker's just he struggles like a dumb person. <laughs> like he's far too intelligent to be this cash strapped. I just yeah. be like. Dude, and like I told you, maybe a Miles Morales wasn't wrong, but Miles Morales has become my go-to Spider-Man nice. in these comics. Nice. You know, I still rock with Peter in animation and movies, all that jazz. But in the comics, I'm like, I'm like Miles, like my darkest soul. <laughs> yeah, and Seabra, I know that you're not a video game guy, but they came out with a Miles Morales video game for PlayStation a couple years ago. And that I game heard. is fantastic. Not only that, but I played through the entire game and posted it on YouTube. And you'll see my wife reacting to it as I play. So if anybody's interested, 
I'll leave a link in the show notes to my YouTube channel, and we have a whole Miles Morales playlist, so you can watch watch me play, watch me get loose, Seabury, on that Miles Morales game. I probably will, because, like, what's the game I would watch people play through? Uh, I, I watch, like, playthrough videos of the first... Uh, the Last of Us. Oh, nice. Okay, that's a great. It must feel like a movie. I oh yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. I, I almost grabbed some popcorn. Like, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> Don't go through that door, girl. What you doing? You're crazy now. Yes, that is a <laughs> that is a fantastic one. Um, that one and the second one are both. They're so cinematic that you could watch them like they're movies. But yeah, definitely check out our Miles Morales playthrough. We did five videos, and I'm pretty proud of the result that we did. Plus. My wife stayed throughout the whole thing. She didn't get bored. She actually uh, enjoyed it. Plus, she's kind of like you, Seabury, where Miles is her Spider-Man now after Into the Spider-Verse. She fell in love with Miles. So anything that's Miles Morales, she um, is in love with. And I, and I told you this. So my wife is Latina, and I am part African-American. So Miles, for her, she feels like that's her Spider-Man. She feels like the representation is there speaking to his mom in Spanish and that like, so my wife loves miles anyways, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so definitely check that out. I'm going to continue with amazing Spider-Man until I'm caught up. And after that, Seabury, I'm going to catch up on Jason Aaron's Thor because I fell off on that when I got snapped up and, uh, Jane Foster had just gotten the hammer and I was like, Oh no, I, what happened after that? So I want to get caught up on that. So I'm definitely going to do that. Can I tell you one thing? Yes. All right, check. Here's the craziest part about her. Because she has cancer, right? Yes. Yes. Every time she transforms to Thor, the Thor power viewed the chemotherapy as an attack on her body and wiped it out. So every time she turned back human, she'd be even sicker. Dang. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I was like, I was like, dang, Jane, I, I like fell for you and them. So it's like, do the right thing and risk death. That was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but uh, yeah, you know, it was cool. And of course, now Natalie Portman is it, who played Jane Foster in the movies will be a Thor in yes. uh, Love and Thunder. And it looks like she has a repaired version of Milner. Oh, I can't wait. They're actually selling that as a toy, Seabird, and I want to buy it. I want it for my back room. I want to display it, and I want to. I want to have the power of Thor. You know what I'm gonna have to do? Yeah, see, man. Gonna add it to my <laughs> messy nerd cave that I'm in right yeah, now. Yeah, nice. I uh, see that. And we're eventually gonna be doing a video podcast. So actually, you know what, Seabury? I think just to test it out, we're gonna put post this on YouTube because I am recording this video right now. So. I think we're going to post this on YouTube so they will get to see the nerd cave. And I can even see a little Miles Morales right behind your shoulder there. See, Barry? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, man, you know, uh, <laughs> since I tend to use this when I do Center Sundry, I was trying to put, like, people who've been in movies or cartoons up here. So, you know, I got you, John Stewart, Steele. I got Riri Williams because she coming. Ooh. She's going to be in Black Panther 2. Then she's going to have her own series. And I got to face those from the Eternals, mainly because it looks like the actor Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> Paperboy. Yeah, yeah Paperboy. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, But please, continue with yeah. your 
the comics. So finally, to round out this episode, Seabury, I got a chance to check out some Squirrel Girl, which Squirrel Girl is not my favorite character, but I feel like Marvel's trying to push her a little bit right now. There's a little Squirrel Girl, squirrel girl push going on. So they released an Infinity comic to basically set up her podcast. So I, I read the Infinity comic. As I talked about last week, I love all these Infinity comics where you can just infinitely scroll on your phone. And it was cool. It was a nice setup of what she's doing. Basically, she's trying to help everybody, uh, trying to get all the villains to be good guys. And, and they're supposed to be calling into her radio show. And she's supposed to be answering all their uh, their plights and their plurals. Um, but this this radio show actually is pretty interesting because... Um, have you had a chance to listen to any of the Marvel podcasts that they've put out? Um, they're, they're these radio dramas, basically. Oh, I haven't listened to those. Yeah, there's a ton of them, actually. They they got a partnership with SiriusXM, but you can listen to all of them for free as podcasts. So they've got, like, the old man Logan. They've got the old man Hawkeye. They've got the old woman Scarlet Witch. Or um, Black Widow, sorry. they got, like, the Black Widow and... It's in that old man Logan timeline or that continuity. And it's like just audio plays, audio dramas with each one of those. So they're very well acted. They get some really good people. Like they got Danny Glover in one of them. They got like a ton of really good actors. Um, But that's exactly what this Squirrel Girl one is. But instead of being actually the the Logan one was really good, too. Not the old man Logan, but they did a a Logan one where he was going through Alaska and Louisiana and hunting people. Yeah, Like I would see ads. I'm just man. I'm kind of lazy about podcasts, (laughs) man, because I tend to listen to podcasts, background music. Yeah. When when I'm at my day job. Yeah. And also like. I tend to listen to the ones that's on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, be like, I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, you're on YouTube. You got video, <laughs> like, 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 you know, entertain me. Yeah, but uh, I need to branch out though, because I need to get into that and and some other non-comic. Parts. Well, I would say this Squirrel Girl one is a nice one to jump into because it's different than all the other ones. The Old Man series they were starting to get a little bit repetitive to me it was the same thing over and over again but this one like i said she's on a radio show she's accepting calls they even have a celebrity guest john hodgman is on this first episode so i guess they're going to have different um celebrities calling in but it was all good fun they got a nice little social media campaign set up where she's uh, she, she's got the phone number listed on her Twitter account. You can call, this is in real life. You can call it and I guess maybe they'll play some, some of these on the show, but I liked it. I I'm enjoying it. I'll probably continue with that. Um, I like what Marvel's doing with a lot of their audio stuff. DC is actually trying to do that too with the, they did a Batman radio drama. They had Jeffrey Wright as Batman. So they're trying to, I don't know what DC is doing, but Marvel has it a lot more organized and a lot more, um, set up on it. So that's good. What a surprise. <laughs> Dude, I find it hard to believe that DC has been a division of Warner Brothers for decades because it seems like there's no synergy between like DC and Warner, even after DC moved to Burbank. Right. I just be like, you're literally a, like an arm of one of the biggest entertainment companies in the world. I'm like, why is it so hard for you guys to get in sync? Like, yeah, it feels like it shouldn't be this hard. And then it's like, well, like I said, man, at this point, I just, well, I rock with DC out of nostalgia and also out of just, 
they some gutsy fools. Like they some <laughs> fools, but they some gutsy fools. Boy, they gonna they gonna they gonna go hard. Now it's either gonna be beautiful or it's gonna be stupid. But they just like you know what? No guts, no glory. I'd be like, well, I admire your chutzpah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Seabury, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Um, next week we're actually gonna be talking about Captain America number zero. Um, some other stuff that. I will be reading at that time. Probably keep catching up on Amazing Spider-Man. And I want to tease next week, Seabury, we're going to be talking about race-swapping heroic identities. And, and, and I'm going to throw in some gender-swapping, too. Oh, nice. Gotta, okay, cool. talk about these race-swapped and gender-swapped, uh, I guess, established heroes who have new people come in. Yeah, and I want to. I got some stuff to say about that too. So stay tuned next week on Vector Loves Comics for another episode. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget, always subscribe, like us, leave us a review if it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And actually, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment down below. Either if you've read any of the books that we talked about, or if you have any thoughts, uh, what did you pick up this week? Let us know in the comments down below. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you would be so kind, check out the Geek So To Speak podcast network, where I am doing a plethora of, of podcasts. The Sandbox Gamers, which is a video game podcast. Uh, the Hold On Maneuver, which is a Star Wars podcast. Treknological, which is a Star Trek podcast. And Geek So To Speak, which is a geek news podcast. So all of those places you can find me. Seabury, where can they find you this week? All right, all right, so boom. <laughs> okay, I have a movie review show called Cine Sundry. I do it in conjunction with On Location Memphis. You can find that at On Location Memphis's Facebook page or on their YouTube channel. It's easy to find it on YouTube. Just type in Cine Sundry, you'll and you'll see my smiling face. <laughs> you'll see my face. Sometimes I smile. Uh, also, I'm a member of the Black Nerd Power Podcast. We are part of the Kazuki Network. You can find those in audio form on the Kazuki app, and you can find some of the uh, last few on on YouTube as well. And other than that, you can hopefully find me here, guys. Yeah. Those comments, like, you know, shout out to Justin. I call him my pod father. He, you know, he's the first person to you know what I'm saying? Put me on the podcast, put me in the game. You know, he he's like the uh, P. Diddy to my mace. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's an old reference. <laughs> that was a Gen X reference. Uh, and, you know, I just want to keep doing it, man. You know, like like I said, I'm just an old nerd who just, I never really stopped listening to uh, reading comics. You see, I'm not going to each week. You know, I, I love it. And that you should. Yeah, Seabury!